Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 9th. 2019 strong hand be a unique beast unconfiscatable bitcoin is the next bitcoin personal responsibility is the new counterculture deferral of gratification conviction all right everyone check out the links below especially check out yesterday's this week in bitcoin boris uh was on there who else well murad made an appearance for he, he got cut off he'll be back don't worry people uh, and of course, Udi was on there. So it was a good one. Check that out. Also, all my shows are going to be available starting last week uh, on uh, anchor.fm slash Bitcoin Meister podcast audio form. Yeah, you guys demanded it and you got it. I'm in podcast and it's, it's somewhere else too. They're going to distribute it to a lot of other places. But right for now, I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Anchor.fm slash Bitcoin Meister. Of course, I do a new show here every day. So tune back in on Sunday for the regular uh, One Bitcoin Show. This is the Beyond Bitcoin Show. I hope I said that. I don't know, you know, I've got so many show names. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. All right. So let's talk quickly before we go beyond Bitcoin. I think cryptocurrencies, uh, they can be the innovation that will create wealth, that will perhaps prevent, delay, lessen uh, the upcoming economic turmoil that the United States and perhaps a lot of other Western countries are expecting uh, because of debt obligations and all these social programs. You know, we were bailed out by the internet in the 90s and 2000s. I think that uh, made things a lot better. Innovation, yeah, thank God for innovation and uh, for the people who do strive for greater things and they are rewarded with great salaries and great uh, financial rewards. So we, we would never wanna create a situation where, uh, no, you can't be a billionaire anymore. Then some great minds probably would stop striving for greatness and all of these uh, awesome technical discoveries and innovations that bail out the masses. So I, I really think and I think I'll, I'll start to talk about this more in my shows, just ideas that I have that, you know, go beyond Bitcoin, uh, get into crypto dividends and, and getting them into regular people's hands. And, uh, you know, I don't like to use the word empower. I think it's just a, it's part of a catchphrase that SJWs use. But uh, cryptocurrencies could give people some freedom they don't realize that they don't have now. And that could make things better. And that could uh, get people less dependent on the government, make them more independent. Again, uh, I really do think this this cryptocurrency thing that we're all involved in is, is such a earth-shattering, awesome uh, endeavor. And it's so great to be alive during this time that it it, it, it really, you know, but there are all these doom and gloomers out there. Yeah, definitely, we're heading for a terrible recession. It's gonna be worse in 2008. And mathematically, yeah, in 2024, there are gonna be some government programs we're not gonna be able to fund anymore. But you never know what these what these cryptocurrencies could bring about. Again, I talked about uh, private universal basic income, not the government paying for it, but somehow cryptocurrencies paying for it. 
You never know. We're hey, let's think beyond Bitcoin here. Let's think this this space is about innovation. It's about it's not. And I want to talk. Andreas has a video about that. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow, actually. So there'll be more about this on tomorrow's The One Bitcoin Show. Okay, moving on. Life is not a zero sum game. Now, it, it's so funny. I, I heard that. On, I don't know where I heard that recently, but then I heard it on Andreas's video today when he was talking about uh, that, the, that the Bitcoin space, the cryptocurrency space is not a zero sum game. But life is not a zero sum game either. You know, people are like, well, there's either going to be a winner or you're going to be a loser. No, 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 no. Everyone can win. Everyone can win. You, you shouldn't think that because someone's a billionaire, you're a loser, that you're not you're not a winner. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of ideas out there. We can call that the uh, the world's creative commons. There are a lot of ideas that we're exposed to. OK, they're free. They're out there and we can adopt some of those ideas, change some of those ideas. If someone is. If, so, if someone you think out there is a winner and you think you're a loser and you're not, you're not a loser. Well, I mean, you can't, I mean, if you just live in, if you've got that attitude, then yeah, you will, you will not succeed. You will not be happy. And I think if you're not happy, then you can have a loser mentality. But if you are, if you're, if you're trying to strive for happiness, uh, emulate and, and you think someone's happier than you, someone's a winner, try to emulate what they're doing. Don't be jealous. Don't be a hater. Don't be envious. Um, because their creative ideas are out there. They threw we we know what again, we have all these people that are like, oh, it's it's unfair that this uh, this social media platform is so dominant. Well, okay, uh, well then start your own, start your own. Start it's out there. You there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. You shouldn't like be so sad. Uh, and let it get you down. And and again, some some of you say, well, YouTube is uh, censoring me. I can't make money this way. Well, find a way around it. Find a way around it. Start. Go to another platform, uh, and, or you know, innovate and uh, try to get into another another line of work. Uh, if if the uh, rules of the game, if you're getting into their game, okay. But but again, um, make your own game and be a winner in that game. There's a lot of games out there. There's a lot of games out there. So you know, when you fit, when you when you think you've hit a dead end, you haven't. There are opportunities out there. Just just keep in that keep that in mind. And again, life is not a zero sum game. It isn't a zero. Everyone can be successful. Every there's so keep on making new pies. New pies. After my buddy said that in the comment section the other day. Marber. All right. So moving on. Dave Rubin on his show. What is this? What did he have here? Oh yeah. He had some and Ayn Rand people in there, objectivist. Uh, and it's it, the last 10 minutes are good of this show. Um, and on it, the lady says, only you can make yourself happy. Baking things does not change things. That's so true. That's so true. Only you can make yourself. You can't live through other people. There's so many people through social media who try to, they see the adventures of one person and, and they're living through them. And, but they're not living their own lives and that doesn't make you happy. And, you know, they're seeing people argue for them, you know, attack their political enemy. You see your political enemy get attacked by your, your social media hero. And then you're like living vicariously through them. But no, you, you've got to, you got to make yourself happy. Okay. Now maybe that's, I mean, I, I, I could see how that could bring you 
I don't know. I don't know if that could be totally fulfilling. But um, no, don't seek out the approval of others. How about that? How about that right there? There's a lot of people that want female validation. You need to validate yourself. You need to don't let anyone else validate you or validate validate your your opinions. You you got to be yourself. You got to look internally. Am I happy with the direction that I'm going in? Am I am I happy that I'm able to say what I want to say, or am I happy that I can't say what I want to say? And I don't think people are happy when they when they can't say what they want to say. So only you can make yourself. Only you are the judge of your own happiness. Okay, but. No one else is going to come. The politicians aren't going to make you happy by giving you free things, okay? You, you've got to do it your own. Personal responsibility is the new new counterculture. So, you know, think think about that for a second. second. I mean, I think there are, a lot of people are happy. A lot of people are going their own way and uh, doing what they want to do. And some of it is very traditional stuff, but it, it, it brings them joy. It brings them happiness. They had a, a kid, a family that brings them happiness. But are you... Are you just trying to have a family to make your mom happy, make your, your grandmother happy, whoever? Are you doing things a certain way to make another person happy? Is that really making you happy? Only you can make yourself happy. All right, pound that like button. So in, in this, when you're striving for this internal happiness, the ultimate thing that you should keep in mind, and you'll never really attain this, I am the perfect version of me. I saw a tweet that said that. I am the perfect version of me. Strive to be the perfect version of yourself. Not the perfect version of some you know, Dave Rubin, Andreas Antonopoulos, Adam Meister. No, you yourself. Yourself. And then you will attain happiness. Now, you're never going to be the perfect version of you. But you know, don't try to be other people. Now, I said you can emulate other people. Take their ideas and make better ideas out of them. Make Get your own twist on them. But they're in the in the end, they're yours. You've you've borrowed from the creative commons of life, and you've uh, made a new innovation, which is you. And uh, in the end of the day, you're trying to be the best you that you can possibly be, the perfect version of me. I am the perfect version, and you'll never be. Per no one is perfect. No one's the perfect version of themselves. But they are. But if you're on the road to being a unique beast. If you are your own unique beast, that's awesome. That's to that's totally awesome. Um, but if you're trying to like, again, I say fitting in is overrated. Uh, if you're just trying to be part of the, if you're not, if you're just trying not to speak up, be quiet, just move along, get along to get along or go along to get along, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't think that's striving for the perfect version of you. Maybe, maybe that if the perfect version of you is just being part of the machine, then Oh God, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that, I don't know. I think thinking for thinking people that that's impossible. If you are a real thinking person, if you've, if you've gotten to this point where you're thinking for yourself and you realize what's going on around you and you see that the, your situation isn't perfect, that you can improve, then you, you know that you want to be yourself, but a perfect version of me, a perfect version of yourself. So strive for that. Keep that little saying in mind. I am the perfect version of me. I like that. All right. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Now, if you're a person and you find yourself talking about they a lot, well, they did this and 
It's because they did that that I am in this situation. Take a few because I, I notice a lot of you know semi-prominent people on YouTube and Twitter are always saying, "Well, they did this. They, they, they." It's always they. And uh, you take a few steps back and just see: Are you taking personal responsibility? Or are you blaming issues on some boogeyman out there? Because usually the day that they're talking about. The they that they are the they that these individuals that I am alluding to on on Twitter are talking about, uh, they can't even identify who they are. <laughs> no, I'm saying they. I, th I think you get my point. Uh, if you're uh, if you're scapegoating a mysterious they, then take a few steps back and see if they is really you. And and I think most of the time it is that. It, whatever they are holding you back from, you're holding yourself back. No one is stopping you. No, no sinister group is stopping you. You, as an individual, are stopping yourself uh, from 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 progressing or from attaining whatever you wanted to attain. From being happy, happiness is not uh, determined by by other people. Remember, you make yourself happy, and so they're, they, the mysterious they, are not making you unhappy. They, they are not taking away your happiness. It's it's you who are not being ha happy. Just get away from that blaming they. Get internal, and you will improve internally. Now, what do we have out here? So you take sometimes you got to take a few steps back. We're we're all going, we're all going, you know, 100 miles per hour sometimes, and we don't realize that you know we're starting to make excuses, and, and uh, instead of looking inwards, we're going outwards and blaming others for. For what's going on in our lives, personal responsibility is a new counterculture, as I say. And again, it is. So, I mean, most of the people you encounter are going to blame they. Oh, it's the Republicans' fault. It's the Democrats' fault. Let them do what they're going to do. You do what you're going to do. So, dissenter. I mentioned this in a, another video. Dissenter.com is by Gab. It allows you to, and I haven't tried it out yet. But it seems so cool. It's one of those innovations that I think is going to make a big difference on the internet. You, using Dissenter, you type in a site's uh, URL, and then you can see the comments people left about that site. So there's a lot of news articles now. You can, there's no comment section anymore. This provides a comment section for every news article on Earth. So you know, there's some controversial news article out there, and you're like, oh, I want to leave a comment. Now again, sometimes it's a completely waste of time to do such a thing. But if you, I mean, again, it, sometimes it is, it's, it's interesting to hear, it is interesting to read other people's opinions on comment, on, on uh, controversial issues. And so you just type it into dissenter and you'll see other people have left the comments on there. And, and, you know, the more people that hear about this, that's why I'm spreading the word, because I think it'll be awesome one day when there'll be this alternative universe of comment sections on top of every article out there. You'll just go to dissenter and then you'll see, but, but then what it, it actually might just, uh, Call some of these sites just to reinstate their comment sections again, too. So we shall see. It is it is a it's an interesting uh, innovation that, that's out there. So good job, uh, the people at Gab. And again, for all the people who are like, oh, Facebook and Twitter dominate. Well, here the, these are guys at Gab who are competing with those two platforms who've come up with something that's that's definitely it's an, a big innovation. It's a big change. It's something different that will attract people to their platform. So uh, speaking of YouTube, Yaron Brook, I mentioned him before. He's got a lot of videos on there. He's an object objectivist, whatever, and Ayn Rand fan. Objectivist, objectivist, right? Yeah, that's what she is. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's got a uh, he's got a long video out there. But he, you know, since I'm in Israel, I'm only in Israel now until uh, I've been here for almost three months, and I'm leaving on Tuesday morning, and then I'm going to be in Los Angeles for two weeks, and then Baltimore for all of April. And from there, who knows? I'll be wherever makes me happy. <laughs> How about that? Pound that like button. But uh, no, Yaron Brook has this uh, in the video that I linked below from the 20 minute mark to the 32 minute mark. Now, again, he lived in his, he was in his, uh, he was born in Israel, but he's an American citizen now. And he comments on Israeli politics uh, from the 20 minute to the 32 minute mark. He mentions this Zehut party, which I have mentioned before. And it's very interesting because he is, Yaron Brook does not believe in God at all. And um, he believes in free markets. And he likes the Zehut party because he says it's the closest thing to a free market party out there. Um, and he is, and like the number five person on the list is an objectivist. And I, I really hadn't heard like a pure secular take on the Zehut party because their leader, he does believe in God. And uh, there, there are some religious uh, views uh, definitely uh in there, in, in their platform. And so I was very surprised to hear your own even endorse them. He endorsed them. So I, I would say I endorse them too. I endorse them. I, I think if you're in Israel, vote for them. Vote for them. They're free market. They're, they're the one party that I think would uh, promote cryptocurrency uh, and, and be very friendly toward uh, cryptocurrency. Now, again, there's you know, when in Israel, the, the parties deal with a lot of different issues. It's a lot of it, it is. And then some are some ignore certain things. Some are very focused on other, you know, the religious aspect. The uh, uh, also, the, you know, so there's there's a, there's a communist party. Oh God, there's the uh, they're very minor. There, they're very minor. The communist party is uh, what's their what's the, oh, I don't even, I forgot their name. They they always get it in there. They all it's it's very interesting the way Israel does it because they they have many parties in their parliament. So I. It's kind of cool. It's, you know, it's, they, they do it the way they, you know, everyone's going to do a little different. Anyway, the point is check out the, his video from uh, 20 minutes to 32 minutes. I don't agree with everything the dude says all the time, um, but I did find it fascinating. And, um, you know, when I first heard about this party, I thought it was like a fringe little party. And it seems like they're, they're gaining momentum here. And, uh, you know, if a secular guy like him's talking about it. Um, and, you know, I saw signs when I was in Samaria. I saw Zahoot signs there. And some people are secular there, but some aren't. All right, moving on. Oh, talking about religious, talking about Israel. Let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, hang on. Vention MGTOW sent a $5 super chat. Thank you. They, he says in quotes, print money and impoverish the world. I blame them for that, and that's why I buy Bitcoins. Well, that's, you know, again, it, talking, I, I, I wouldn't worry. Again, you don't have anything to worry about, about the, the central banks and, and, and that sort. I, I would not... I really wouldn't worry about them because we, we do have – you have the option to totally opt out into the Bitcoin overlay. Yeah. And so a lot of people who start who start talking about that stuff, they think it's, woe is me. The world is ending. The central banks control everything. They don't control everything. They don't control – I mean, again, you, you, you opt in. It, just like you said, they get, you get into the Bitcoin. You don't have to worry about your dollars being inflated away. And there, there are other ways to – there were more complicated ways in the past to to avoid uh, inflation, also. But uh, we want you know, house. You could say certain housing, certain land. But this is much easier. This is anybody 
anybody can avoid the inflation caused by uh, money printing by just getting into Bitcoin uh, or you know, probably a lot of uh, – but I, and I, I said this in another video. You know, I'd rather own Litecoin than uh, be stuck in Malawi and, and owning whatever their uh, currency is. You know, there's there's going to be – in the future world, many top-tier altcoins will be much better to hold than a lot of uh, regular currencies of developing world uh, countries. I mean, some of these leaders are just very unpredictable. You, you don't know when they're going to start printing money in some of these countries. All right. So, yeah, that, that shows you that okay, so you got me talking about altcoins now. It's the Beyond Bitcoin show. That's why. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Israel here. And everybody knows who I'm about to talk about because she's been in the news lately. This uh, lovely uh, congresswoman from the Minneapolis area, Ilhan Omar. So, yeah, you couldn't avoid that name recently. And, you know, she can say what she wants to say. You know, you can you can judge you can, you can you can agree with that if you want to you, you can agree with that stuff. But again, you know, there's certain people out there um, they blindly, you know, vote for me. Voting is whatever. But if you really think you're, you're making a difference for voting, and I, and I don't think you are, um, but that there's so many people that uh, just blindly vote for the the Democrats, and uh, it's amazing. I I would say so many Jewish people. I'm Jewish. They just blindly vote for the Democrats. Blind, don't even think. These are supposed to be high IQ individuals. Don't even think about who they're, oh, whatever. They don't check out the platform. They don't, they don't, they don't see, you know, again, a lot of Jewish people have high incomes. And they don't even realize, well, I'm, I'm voting for someone that's going to tax me. I mean, it makes completely, it makes, it's no sense. It makes no sense at all. So all these people saying Jewish people have such high IQs. I don't know how you can say that. <laughs> and I'm really devastated. The way, the way they vote, I think uh, 70%. 70, and again, so a lot of people would say, oh, all Jews only vote for Democrats. No, it's something like 70%, which is awfully, it's, it's awfully high, but that's not all. So again, this is where we get into these, these radical generalizations that just deteriorate into conspiracy theories. Uh, so I, I would say if you're, if you're Jewish and – you know, you like how the Democrats handled this, then okay, that's whatever. <laughs> I don't see how you can like like uh, like this situation, but you know, you can do what you can you can do what you're gonna do. You know, take personal responsibility. And so, um, she said what she said, and somehow it's now being turned. You know, she's being turned into the victim here. And I, I mean, it, it just goes to show you, no one can take personal responsibility. You say what you say about Jews or Israel or whatever, you know, take it, take it. Don't turn yourself into the victim. You said it, you said it, you could take it. I mean, that, and that, but in this world, then you got people out there making, oh, she's the victim. She's from Somalia. You know, you can't, no, she said it. And again, so maybe you like what she said, then, you know, publicly say, publicly agree with her. Say, you know, you like, you like what she said. I want to talk about political influence in this country. That says it's okay to push for allegiance to a foreign country. Hmm. Allegiance to a foreign country. I mean, this is this. I mean, this is what we've heard for generations. Oh, the, the this mysterious people. They they they're not loyal to your country. They are loyal to another country. It's they. They see it's it's they. They are loyal to someone else, and they are bribing everyone to be loyal. To just like that, so 
you know, I don't like them because they're not loyal to us. They're not loyal to this country. We get into these. It's amazing. These situations of allegiance and uh, these accusations that uh, the, the, through the centuries that the, the Jews have always had. No, no, no. They, because they stick together. They, they're, they're, they're not people of this. They don't belong here. They don't belong here. They have no allegiance to us. They have allegiance somewhere else. Some mysterious. So again, she's you know bringing up this the age old trope of you know the Jews are they have an allegiance, a mysterious allegiance somewhere else. So uh, this is and that was her quote. What I read there before. And so this is uh, by suggesting that pro Israel lobbying constituents constituents push for an allegiance to a foreign country or suggesting suggesting that an activity disproportionately conducted by Jews is essentially disloyal, making a fundamentally anti-Semitic idea more acceptable to voice on the left. So yeah, yeah, that's what that's what she's doing. Um, so you know, so maybe she I mean she doesn't like Israel. We all know she doesn't like Israel. I mean, but she's stating, you know, that the is this uh, people the allegiance? Uh, the, there's a there's a group out there pushing for an allegiance to somewhere else. You know, Israel that they Israel first. That the United States is a Zionist occupied government. You know, it's the same the same thing. And again, you could believe that if you want to believe that. Believe it if you want to believe it. I mean, if you want to get obsessed with that type of thing and worry about that type of thing, yeah, then, then, you know, be with Ilhan. Be be with Ilhan. Be with. You know, she learned. I, I guess this is what they talk about in Somalia. And Somalia is a you know, go check out Somalia. Go check it out. See where see where she learned it. But you know, to to make it, again. But she's saying it, so she should accept the criticism. She should accept that she's going to be called an anti-Semite uh, for what she said uh, because she's again, it's the same theme from the centuries. Now again. I, I, Jews, we're not we're not victims. Go do say your stuff. Say whatever you want to say. Say it all. Say it all. I don't care. But you, the people out there should realize who accepts it. Who who who's and then you don't do business with them. You don't do business if you don't like what they're saying about the Jews. If you don't like the tone she's setting, and I mean it's it's pretty obvious where she's coming from here. I mean she's not hiding it. She's not hiding it. Don't give her credit. She's not hiding it. She straight out said what she what she believes. So okay, you can be with her. Keep voting for. I mean, I mean, if her there's uh, she's from a highly Somali area. They like this, obviously. They voted for her. Good, good. I mean, so and if you if you like what she said, give to her campaign. If you don't, you know, give this uh, the campaign of the people that are running against her. But again, you can't waste you can't waste too much time on this stuff. But uh, again, if you're into the party politics, you can see what party. You know, makes the excuses, says that she's the she's the victim. She's you know she start she says these things. She's the victim all of a sudden. I mean, again, no one can take personal responsibility for what they said anymore. She should uh, you know, say it say it loud. She's no victim. Trust me, she's no victim. You come to the country, this country from that hole over there in Africa, and uh, you become a, a congresswoman. To say that you're a victim, you've you've attained wealth beyond compare compared to where you came from. Um, and you get to say things like this about your uh, uh, your fellow countrymen. I mean, it, what what would us in Somalia if you said uh, something that was uh, against the local warlord? What would happen to you? What would happen in Somalia if you said something against your local warlord? 
you know, that, that offended him. What would happen? I don't know. I don't know. But so, I mean, to say, she, she, if you were living there and, and, and you got, you know, your hand chopped off for that, yeah, then you would be a victim. You, you would be a victim of getting your hand chopped off for freedom of speech. But here, no, you, your freedom of speech, you say what you want to say, you take it. You take the repercussions. Your, your hand isn't getting cut off here or any other parts of your body are getting cut off here for, for such things. But uh, here from the Federalist, they say, and, and this is just great, Representative uh, James Clyburn of uh, a Democrat of South Carolina said, he said he, he once also shared the stage with Farrakhan, just like Omar has noted, Omar should be given a free pass because she fled Somalia. There, okay, she, he didn't say that. that. That was a paraphrase. Omar should be given a free pass because she fled Somalia. There are people who tell me, well, my parents are Holocaust survivors. My parents did this. It's more personal with her, he explained. It's per And then the author goes on, it's personal to hate Jews when you fled Somalia? <laughs> uh, the number of people defending Omar on the uh, risable grounds that Muslims should be immune uh, from criticism isn't surprising when you realize that identity politics demands strict adherence to the hierarchy of victimhood. So there we go, the hierarchy of victimhood. Identity politics is the hierarchy of victimhood. It's it's really not worth it to play around. But as you can see, if you're if you're in that hierarchy of victimhood, then people are going to make it. People are going to make excuses from you. So if you're a female Muslim, that's pretty high up there. In the United States, that's pretty high up there in the hierarchy of victims. Why anyone would want to be part of this hierarchy of victimhood and use it for their benefit is beyond me. Is beyond me. But again, that is the culture that we live in today. That everybody wants to be a victim, and everybody wants to be the highest one up on the hierarchy, so that they can, you know, they can gain power that way and you know rip on other people and gain support. I, I don't know. It seems like a sickness to me. It seems like a real sickness to me. But again, you don't. You don't have to get caught up in it, uh, but it, it is in the news. I, I wanted to give my uh, my thoughts on the situation, and I think it, it is a and for Jewish people. I mean, just realize. I mean, this is it's good that someone like they're you know there's a lot of cowards out on the internet that say it like in in they're faceless people. They just hide. They leave it in the comments section. They leave it on Twitter. You know, they don't they don't connect their real selves to these. The, the various, oh my God, you know, the the Jews control the world, the Jews control this country, that country, the other country. Um, the Jews are the cause of all my problems, except the Jews are the cause of all the problems on earth. They, but you know, you got to give her credit. She's not a coward about it. She's straight, she's straight up saying it. So for all my, you know, for all the Jews out there in the United States of America or, or wherever, um, you know, it's personal responsibility. You can live in a country like that, which I mean, it's a great, the United States is a great country. Um, but I, I think more so now that there'll be more and more people like her that are just straight up saying it to your face. So let them say, so, I mean, you can, you can take that as a positive. You can take that as very positive. Like, well, you know who you're at, you know, who doesn't like you. I think that's a good thing. You know, who doesn't like you. Um, but at the same time, there's many people that are like her that are just, you know, they think that, and, uh, they're, they're just waiting for, a, a, a even more, uh, comfortable time for them to, to, to shout out their opinions. And uh, so, you know, live where you want to live. You can live in the United States. You can, you can live in Israel. I, I will say, and so that, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, if you, if you don't want to deal with stuff like that, you can just move to Israel. <laughs> you know, you don't have to deal with that here. I'll tell you that. Uh, they don't even, I don't think they're even talking about this woman. I mean, she's a complete joke to, to people here. I mean, they got their own, they got their own issues here to deal with. It's, it's very funny. I mean, you, 
you've got so many people like hey, that Israel's this major power in, in, in the world. And then when you're in Israel, <laughs> you see how <laughs> the local, I mean, this is, they had hardly, hardly controlled themselves here. Um, there's, there's a lot of internal issues. They don't have the, uh, they, they got other concerns. I mean, they, they, how could they control the whole world? It's it's, it's a joke when, when you when you're when you're walking around here and you see, and when you see what you got going on here, it's it's they're not uh it's it's not some mysterious entity that the, the long-awaited world uh, world government control based in Israel. No, it's, it's 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 hilarious, you know, to see to, to walk around here and to, to think, oh my God, you, these these politicians can control the world. It's it's a joke. It, it, it's hilarious, um, and uh, you know, a little country with no resources. I mean, but everybody worries about it. Every you know, there's this uh, you know, people got to blame somebody. So you know, but again, uh, you know, here the, the cool thing about being here, if you're Jewish, you know whatever there's no there's no scapegoating if you're bothered by scapegoating if you're bothered by you know being the scapegoat you, if you're here it's fine you're, you're the majority here and uh it's but you know so I'm, I'm an american citizen i'm going back to america and everything like that and for me as you can tell i'm just like well let let them say what they're going to say let them say what they're going to say um but uh you know in the past it's uh it's usually degenerated into you know, physical attacks, uh, it always has. It always has, except in the United States. So uh, why should the United States be different? We shall see. We shall see if it is different, if it will degenerate to, uh, as it has in, in all countries in the past. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but whatever, one day if the United States kicks us all out, well, it's whatever, we got a place to go to. It's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, that's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world if we get is that is that right to in the United States a country that's supposed to be free for everyone to 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 kick out people because they're of a different religion? No, it doesn't. That doesn't go with U.S. values, but it could degenerate into that one day. It could, and so I guess that's why this is a little newsworthy because you can see you can see the spark coming out there, and it's it's not just uh and the excuses that come out there, but yeah, whatever. I I think. Uh, but for, I mean, for all you Jews that hate Israel, maybe you'll think twice now. All right. Pound that like button. So let's talk about, uh, there's a lot of people out there, well, that don't like the rich people. They, the rich, they, it's, it's the billionaires. They are called, well, the, the thing you got to remember with rich people, if someone is wealthy already, they can spend on nonsense stuff because they're wealthy they can spend on cars to impress women or impress partners impress their neighbors okay and 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 this is a big big and at the same time they can invest they they've got a lot of disposable income okay they've got they've got a lot of wealth they can distribute in many different ways they can waste some of their wealth but at the same time they're still investing some of their wealth, which is producing them even more wealth. Now, so if you're a regular Joe, six pack out there, you can see the rich and you see them spending and then you're going to try to spend too. That's the mistake. Don't be like the rich in that way. Be like the rich in the other way, in the unseen way. You don't see rich. You don't actually see them 
physically investing in businesses, physically buying Bitcoin or buying real estate. You don't see them doing. You see them driving around a Lamborghini. So you want a Lamborghini. And so you you go down, you know, there's two bets. You can either the rich can do both. They can spend, they can wastefully spend, and they can invest at the same time. When you're a regular Joe, you got to pick one or the other, okay? And if you want to end up like that. Now, if you don't want to end up rich, if you're satisfied, if you're just happy with frivolous things all the time, constantly, and, and being broke and being in debt, maybe that makes you happy. Maybe you're not jealous of the rich and you just like having nice things for a while and you're living the high life and you don't want to live beyond 40. Okay, that's your choice. <laughs> and, and you know, life in the fast lane, if you want to do life in the fast lane, then you, but realize that if you want to do the life in the fast lane for a while, but then you want to be rich, well, you just wasted a lot of darn time. Because you're going to have to invest eventually. You're going to have to save eventually. And you have to realize they're not doing something magical over there, okay? They at one time had to build up the wealth too, or their ancestor did at least, before they passed on the wealth to them. Because again, there's some people that are so wealthy, they just pass on the wealth to their kids. And their kids spend a lot, but their kids also invest a lot. So again, don't hate the rich. Safely, safely ugh, simply take into consideration your financial situation now, okay? And try to save and invest as much as possible so that eventually you will be rich and you will be able to continue to invest and save. And at the same time, you will be able to spend and get your cars and impress your women or impress your kids or impress your neighbor or whatever, you know, but you again, now again, you can never go full spend. You can never go full spend. If you go 100% spend and you stop investing, okay, it's it'll it you can waste it all away. Look at the NFL stars, okay? Look at the NFL stars. They're giving millions of dollars, millions of dollars. They go full spend and by the time they're 38 years old, they are broke because they didn't do any investment. And if they did do something they thought was investment like Oh, I'm going to loan my buddy $100,000 so he can start his shoe business. You know, that's not real investing. That's just uh, throwing your money away. We're talking about real investment here. So again, you look at the look at the rich, realize there's two sides to the story. There are two sides to the story. They're they are living the high life. They got a mansion out there in Beverly Hills or whatever, but at the same time, they are still maintaining that wealth by saving and investing. So you have to also do that uh, to to get to that level in the first place. So don't be a hater. Get in, and again, Bitcoin is a thing. That is an investment right there. That's what I talk, you know, buy and hold there. And again, people are always like, well, Adam, why are, when are you going to spend your Bitcoin? When are you going to spend? I just gave you the reason why, <laughs> why it's, it's, I don't worry about when I'm going to spend it. That I, I have been saying since freaking 2016, I'm not spending one darn Bitcoin. I'm not turning any of these Bitcoin into fiat until after the 2020 halving. And now we're, we're, I mean, time flies, dudes. Now we're getting close to there. I still don't see a time. I'm not comfortable yet with spending any of my Bitcoin. Not at all. Not at all. But again, I, I'm, so I'm still maintaining my investment. I'm still getting more Bitcoin, building my investment, but I'm still living a happy life. On a, I, I don't need frivolous things. That's what you got to get your mindset out of that. You got to stop looking at the rich for all the frivolous things that they have, but looking at the behind the scenes smart things that they have done. Which will, you know, it's all it's all about patience and deferral of gratification, people. Eventually, if you if you save enough, if you defer gratification enough, you are going to have a lot of uh, uh, 
a lot of wealth to frivolous to do frivolous things with. But you might not want to then. Like I again, I I don't think I'll feel I don't think I'll have the need. When it comes time to spend the Bitcoin, I don't think I'll have the need to, to get insanely big things. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna want to it's gonna be what makes me happy. I'm not gonna try to impress the neighbor. I'm not gonna try to impress the women. I'm not again, I value my wealth in Bitcoin. I'm gonna try to make me happy. And that's tying it back to the the, the top of the show. Okay, finally. Um, oh, and then Invention said, he sent another five bucks. Thank you, dude. Uh, and thanks to everyone who sent support. And just, you know, social media retweets that support too. I'm on TechBall, T-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. When I'm Bitcoin retired, I plan to only cash in 38000 a year. That way I will pay ooh, he's that way I will pay zero income tax according to IRS long-term capital gains rules. Well, Benson and I are both not tax advisors, but and this show is not tax advice. But thank you for that uh, information there. And he he is in the state of Washington too, so that might I mean again it, it depends. Well, he's talking about federal there too, so it doesn't. Anyway. Um, I plan to cash in 38 in a year. That way I will pay zero income. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm not giving tax advice here. I like that Benshin has a plan, though. He has a plan. I love that. And have a plan. Have a plan. What's going to make you happy? What's going uh, What's going to be give you the ability to save the most and to have the most happiness, do the least work? Um, time is money, people. To give what will uh, give you the most free time or the most happy time. Okay, so here for all you traditional people who uh, value your wealth in dollars or who complain about the top 1% or complain about the top 10%, I have linked to two links below. They are calculators. They are net worth calculators. And they're pretty funny. Um, they're pretty fun. You can fit. You can type in your net worth and see where you would be in the United States. I think you can do this in other countries also. I mean, it's it's linked to below. Have fun with it. You can see by age what percent you what per, what, what percentile you were in by net worth. Like if you're uh, if you're between twenty and thirty, and you have fifty thousand dollars of net worth, uh, what uh, what percentile are you in? Now it's funny. The percentiles start in the negatives because there are people. Many people have are worth negative. They're worth nothing. They're in great debt. Um, so it's you know that's like the first. That's the first 10% right there. Maybe that's even the first quintile. I don't even know if it's the first 20%. But it, it's it's fun to play around with. So uh and hey, it might also it might also help you set some goals there. You could say, you know, Adam's always talking about the top 10%. What would it take for me to be in the top 10% in terms of net worth? How many, how many Bitcoin am I gonna need to be in the top 10%? Now, again, this is not Bitcoin-based, but you can make your own assumptions. Like, well, how much is Bitcoin going to be worth in fiat in the year 2021? So how many Bitcoin do I need now so that I'll be in the top 1% of net worth individuals in the United States by then? Again, I think there are a lot of people, uh, you know, I made my uh, long ago, 2015, I said, guys, get 10 Bitcoin now, pay $4,000. I think eventually, well, yeah. We'll see. Eventually, those people will definitely be in the top, uh, top twenty percent. If they if they only did that, who knows? We, we shall see. Maybe they'll be in the top ten percent. I don't want to make you know. Then people are going to say, "Oh, you just made a prediction on how much Bitcoin is going to be worth in fiat." I don't want to do it. I don't. I don't make predictions about how much Bitcoin. People ask me all that. Is it going to be worth a million dollars? I don't know. 
I think all I know is it's going to be very darn good to have it in the 2020s, baby. 2020s. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. People are going to be speaking their minds. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it'll be good to have a cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is going to be bailing out the American citizens maybe. Who knows? It's going to be an exciting time these this upcoming decade. All right. Be happy you're alive. I sure am. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below. This was the Beyond Bitcoin show. We talk about subjects that go way beyond Bitcoin. Every other day of the week, it's Bitcoin and cryptocurrency news. I do a new show every day. Uh, I'll say hi to everybody in the chat right now. Oh, yeah. All Good Lab. Check them out. They're linked to below. Get t-shirts there. They gave me this one. New York hipsters they are.